Welcome to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and Robbie Sabo. Welcome back, Jets fans, to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett. And today we will go through the newest version of the Jets X Factor offseason simulator. Allow Wayne Corbett to go through. You know what Joe Douglas is facing this offseason, who to cut, who to sign, uh, who to trade for, who to trade away, and what to draft. You know, kind of see what Wayne Corbett thinks is the best uh, best version of what Douglas and the Jets could do this offseason. Have a little fun with that, and away we go. Wayne, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? You know, pretty good. Uh, ironing out the kinks with uh, genius Ryan Gray, who creates this app for us. It's not live yet, the most recent version, but it's going to be live very soon, probably tomorrow. Uh, but all Jets X Factor fans, Jets fans, get a sneak peek tonight, and we'll see uh, what your best case scenario is for the Jets this offseason. Yeah, uh, looking forward to having some interaction with the fans and the su- subscribers, obviously. Uh, to make it more interesting uh, for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And, and my thing is, you know, I started looking into the film too, and and I can't get away from receiver at number ten. Usually, that's not where I go. You know, I, I like building from the inside out, but Garrett Wilson and Burks just keep intriguing me at number ten. It, in front of London now. Yeah, I the think I like Garrett like Wilson and Burks like in front of London. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we'll see. I mean, London is that six five guy who can go up and get it. I could be wrong because you might want that six five guy uh, opposite Elijah Moore. You know, even with Corey Davis. But we'll see what you have to say when we get there. When we get to the mock draft. Okay. Hey, listen. If they have options, then they have the option to move back. If if you know, suppose they see you know one of them as one A one B, and it doesn't matter which one they get, and they can move back depending on what the people behind them want to get. Maybe they could pick up another draft pick. Yeah, and McBride, too. You know, they need a tight end in the worst way. A balanced tight end who could block, who's a monster, and I love McBride. Will he go in the late first? Will he last to the second? You know, if he goes late first and Douglas really wants him, he's going to have to trade up. Will he do that? I don't know. But, you know, if they could somehow get Thibodeau or Iquanu, it's going to be an edge or a guard, offensive lineman at four, uh, receiver at 10, and then McBride, that would be a hell of a draft to me. But, I mean, it's tough to, to get a tight end that early. I mean, obviously the Falcons won, won early last year. But, you know, Donald Schultz is available. And I only know him because I play a lot of fantasy. And he was a yep. great guy to uh, roster last year. I'm not sure what he's going to go with on the open market if he's the, you know, the best one out there in free agency. But if they, you know, can get him, maybe they wouldn't have to use the pick on the tight end so early. Yeah, Schultz. We're going to get into that free agency too. I, I guarantee you, both of us are going to want to go for Schultz because I had him in fantasy too, and he was one of those huge value picks, like Andrews was in Baltimore a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, you said this guy's come on the radar. Uh, what was the other that Dallas tight end uh, went out, and you know, all of a sudden this guy's catch you know ten targets a game, uh, yeah. and that's what you look for in a guy. Yeah, Blake Jarwin, right? I think Jarwin, it was Jarwin yeah, that went down. All right, let's uh, let's get to the simulator. For those on YouTube, you know, thanks for listening, joining, chat. We didn't, uh, you know, give you a notice, so that'll be coming in the future episodes. But for those on YouTube, check out the simulator on the screen. We're going to go through it and see what Wayne has to say. Here we go, the newest version. Still in uh, beta mode, we'll call it. It's not active. Can you fix the Jets, Wayne Corbett? That is the question that the fans want to know here. Uh, I hope so. (laughs) 
I, I hope uh, I hope we can come up with something here. Obviously, they're not going to listen to us, but I have faith in Joe uh, Joe Douglas and Coach Sal uh, that they'll uh, make the right moves. Yeah, absolutely. So here we go. First screen is there's a bunch of trades. All right, and we always want to give the fans as many options as possible, even if it's unrealistic in many cases. This right. one isn't Quinn and Williams. I don't think the Jets are looking to move him. He hasn't reached his full potential yet. He's got all the talent in the world. But let's go through the trade options here. Uh, Dallas, round one and round two for Quinn and Williams. You'd save around $5 million in cap space. Uh, Tampa, same thing. Same exact trade. Uh, you want to hang on to Quinn, correct? Yeah. I mean, there's some guys we draft and there's high expectations and it just doesn't pan out. And this guy kind of like exploded this past year, you know, should have made the pro bowl, you know, I'm upset about that, but uh, he's a real deal. I'm not, how many years does he have left on his rookie contract? Uh, what is it? One or two. Uh, yeah. Yeah. One or two with the option. Yeah. He's a homegrown guy. He's the kind of guy you want to hold on to and sign him to a long-term deal for, uh, for sure. He fits, you know, the salad package, and he seems to be a great personality for the New York market. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a, you know, bless you, thank you. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Right, right, right. All right, Corey Davis next. Uh, you would save around $12 million if you moved Corey Davis. Uh, Jacksonville, you get a fourth-round pick. Steelers, you get a third-round pick. This is all 2023. This, actually, this one. Uh, 2022 fourth round from Jacksonville, 2023 third round from Pittsburgh. Uh, then Corey Davis, you'd also get a second and a third. I'm sorry, you'd get a 2022 first round, but you'd have to give up a 2022 second and third with Corey Davis, Pittsburgh. What do you think about Corey Davis packages? No, um, I don't know. I mean, it depends if you're taking a you know, a uh, you know, high impact immediate starter. Uh, with the tenth pick, right, or, or anything, the first round, uh, some of these receivers because you got Elijah there. You know they're trying to re-sign Barrios. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure if Crowder is going to be around. But uh, listen, Corey Davis had the best, uh, you know, relationship going with Zach in the beginning. I mean, Zach was throwing everything at him to a fault. You know, and was forcing it at times uh, until he got that rapport going with uh, Elijah Moore. So uh, he definitely has that with Zach. Um, and he was the only one that had it with Zach, which was which was yeah. troubling. But towards the end of the year, he kind of spread it around to Keelan and Barris and all those guys. So if they can save money by shipping him and get another pick, then maybe that's the move to make. Maybe it just didn't work out the one year he was here. Right. Uh, next trade, George Fant. I have no interest in moving Fant. He was that good this past year, but let's run through it anyway. He can get um, a 2022 third rounder from the Giants, uh, a third and a fifth from the Steelers, a third and a fourth from the Colts, and there's another package with Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see get rid of him. He's fairly young, right? Yeah, I mean he's he's still pretty. I think what is he late twenties? Not really late twenties, but he's still fairly yeah. young. No, I mean he's he, he's good for the system. Um, he showed what he can do. Obviously, you know at this point we're not looking to get rid of guys that uh, anchor the line. Um, I don't see anybody kind of like blowing our socks off with a deal to get them. There's enough guys out there, but certainly that's one you want to hold on to. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know Becton too. Listen, as much as fans love Becton, you can't a hundred percent rely on him. So Fant having that flexibility, left or right tackle, got to hold on to him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when he's out there, I mean, he's a shadow, man. He's a monster. And, you know, if you see any film on him, you see, uh, you know, flashes of Trent Williams in him. Maybe yes. they'll put uh, Mackay in, uh, in uh, motion like they did with Trent Williams in the Niners. But uh, it's tough because he's so big to stay healthy. Not Not comparing him. Like to, uh, you know, it's kind of like, it just, this is not the same comparison, but this is the same way I think of like Zion Williamson. He's just too big and too athletic for his body to stay healthy. Right. You know what I mean? Sometimes these guys are just, you know, have trouble with the feet, you know, and the knees and stuff like that. Um, and he's in shape too. 
but maybe he, if he loses a couple pounds or whatever it is, I don't think he's going to lose his strength. But uh, we just we need him as healthy as can be. Yeah, I mean he's so athletic. That was the fear coming in, you know. And yeah. so far, it hasn't really. Been, I mean, he was relatively healthy the first year. Yeah, but uh, he's he's got to he's got to get it done this off season. I mean, that's the yeah. Game. Like it's tough. I mean, you love his size and everything like that, but at some point, it kind of like to the detriment of his health, you know. Right. Um, for those on YouTube, ask questions. We we see the chat as we go back and forth in the simulator. I'm going to send out a notification through the system through the app to see if more people want to join. Um, next up, you know, some of the other guys that we could trade, possibly trade, are Becton. You get a first rounder from Pittsburgh. Uh, another first rounder from Vegas. I, I want to say Oakland every time. Yeah. Um, and then Mims too. Mims is one where I might try to persuade you to pull the trigger. Actually, Mims for a sixth rounder, Jacksonville. Mims sixth and seventh rounder, Arizona. This is the one I like. Mims and Carolina's fourth round. You'd give to Detroit, but you get a 2022 third round back. This is the one I, I kind of have my eye on. Right. I'm not sure what someone would be willing to give for an unproven guy. The talent's there. Obviously, he was a high pick, but uh, he just doesn't fit the the Lafleur uh, system. Right, and I don't think Zach had much confidence in him. I know he had some health issues early in training camp, but sometimes it's just not not meant to be. And mm-hmm. it seems like uh, you know Mims might not work out in New York. I hope it does. He's a great, you know, great talent, great athletic uh, body, you know, catches the 50-50 ball. But if not, you know, they should, if they can get something for him, they should move on. Okay, we may pull the trigger on that. In the chat, Christian says, my boy Wayne, uh, Ant Jets 82 brings up the name Greg Oden when we were talking about Makai. Remember Greg Oden uh, picked before KD? It was just one of those situations where his body broke down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like they said with design, I'm reading about it. I'm just like watching him in high school. You know, everything is all over YouTube and TikTok or whatever it is. And you see this guy and he's just so powerful, so big. But at some point, I mean, I mean, he gained weight since he got in design. And it's like, wow. I mean, can this guy ever stay healthy? You know, and like same thing with Odin. He had problems. In the, and you could, you know, you could go back in time and see there's a handful of guys that have had the same you know, problems. And let's just hope, uh, you know, I don't think Beckton's any, anywhere near that, but I just, you know, you pray he has a, you know, a healthy year next year. Yeah. I wanted, uh, as a Knicks fan, a a struggling, you know, broken hearted Knicks fan. I wanted that number two pick so bad for John Morant. I I was battling with my guys when I still had ESNY, you know, of course I would have taken Zion too, but John Morant was the guy. Did we get RJ? We got RJ. RJ's story. So I bet a same game parlay, uh, same game parlay uh, versus the Sixers, mm-hmm. and I hit everything. I hit everything: Maxi and you know Harden and Embiid and minus it seven or eight. And you know I could I could pick what I wanted for Barrett. You get better odds. So I was like, all right, he's you know he scored forty, let's say twenty five. So I go uh, my uh, over twenty four point five. I hit everything. He gets twenty four yeah. points, and I miss out on twenty grand. <laughs> you I could have went 22 and a half. I got 24 and a half, 25. And it wouldn't have paid much less. And RJ Barrett screwed, screwed me out of 20 grand. So uh, you're getting you know, killed, I, man. The Super Bowl story with OBJ yeah. and now Barrett. Yeah, oh, but I mean, I needed 11 yards from, from Odell. And he, I mean, he had it in the first half. He had the touchdown off the bat, had yeah. that for 45,000. He needed 11 yards and he got hurt. And I told yeah, you, no. man, I was like, uh, I never liked that guy to begin with. I know, I know. I, I, I wish him to get back healthy and everything, and, and I'm glad he won a Super Bowl, but, uh, you know, I'm mad. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of view him the same way. Uh, yeah. You know, he's a, he's a me first guy, but, yeah. you know, I like I like his uh, innocence sometimes, I guess. I'll put it that way. And he right. works hard. I think he works hard. All right. So that's a good thing. Um. But yeah, Barrett. Barrett's coming into his own. He's he's surprised me a little bit. I didn't think he'd be this good this early, but still, John Morant is, was the guy. Uh, next deal, Calvin Ridley. Here, here's the question: Do we give up assets for Calvin Ridley? That's a huge question. First deal is this is an interesting one. I didn't even know this one was on here. To be honest, you give up a first rounder, a Carolina second rounder, and a third rounder. 
for Atlanta's first rounder and Calvin Ridley. Now, Atlanta's picking later in the draft. We'll bypass this one because this one's too confusing. But yeah. Um, so here's the other one. Ridley, you get Ridley, but you give up two, both seconds and a third. You know, that's a lot of assets for a guy who missed an entire season very, you know, very questionably because of the mental health aspect. And even when you look into it, it's tough to know what's going to happen in the future. So I would say no on Ridley. And let's just go with the free agency in the draft. Uh, what do you say? I say he was much better uh, as a 1B to Julio Jones. You know, when he was, when uh, Julio was there last year and he, he wasn't healthy this year, but he just wasn't the same without Julio on the other side. And, you know, who you can put on the other side is him to kind of take some attention away from him. So, yeah, yeah he's a great young talent, but uh, I just think there's more solid guys out there you can get in free agency or later on in the draft that wouldn't cost you, you know, two seconds in a third round pick. Yeah, I agree. And he's he's a terrific route runner. That That's his strength, route running, and what's between the ears. And I always want that first. But, yeah. but, you know, to your point with Drake London, I'd rather have the high point guy or the physical beast in Burks or Garrett Wilson over Ridley. You know, Ridley's more balanced. I, I want one of the more extreme guys. Yeah. And then, you know, you get a, a, a rookie, you got four plus a 50-year option, you know, to see what happens. You know, this yes. guy might have, you know, peaked out already. Um, you gotta pay him. Yeah. You you know, maybe it's not time to get him. Right. So let's, let's go, let's pass Ridley. Oh, here's an interesting one. Cooper, you know, if you could grab Amari Cooper, uh, for a low level trade, the the first one with Dallas is a second and a fourth. The next, that's the only one actually. So a second and a fourth for Amari Cooper. Yay or nay? Uh, he's, he's good. Uh, but then he disappears in games sometimes. So it's uh, kind of troubling. But uh, t- speaking of Ridley and Cooper, I would say easily top 10 route runners uh, in the league. These two guys are technicians out there. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I don't want guys who uh, disappear in, in big games. And he seems the kind of guy that does. Uh, so like I said, I'd rather pick up some young guys and a solid free agent than uh, you know, trading away uh, picks for a guy like that. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's finish off the trades here. There's just more draft day trades. We're not going to worry about those. And then we get to, no. you, you got to <laughs> throw in the suit. You got to throw in the superstars for the nuts, you know, for the nuts who are, you know, who didn't want Zach Wilson, who wanted someone else. Yeah. We, I even put it on the site, you know, you have the ability to trade Wilson for those nuts out there who actually want to do it. Yeah. Uh, this one is to the Saints for the Saints first round pick. Then you and got one with Russell that wanted, uh, uh, Mike White for president after one week. Yes, and yes. Zach's not our Zach's not our guy. He was a waste of a pick. Come yes. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you got to you got to appease the uh, the crowd sometimes. Yeah. So there's a bunch of Wilson trades in here, uh, even with Russell Wilson. But we're not going to entertain those. Right. All right. So going through all these trades, I think I like the Mims one most. Uh, I would probably I don't think, pull. I don't think you're missing much. I don't. I think to get anything. You know, a sixth round pick, you can get a good player right. with the sixth round pick. You, it, you know what I mean? So if it's, it's not going to work out and they're drafting a guy and they might resign a guy, you know, Barrios, um, I don't know. I say if they can get something for him, uh, why not? And, and I thought he was a really good pick. And, you yeah. know, the first impression of Joe Douglas was I thought they should take him. And I was like, wow, I mean, they kind of missed out on an opportunity in the draft. And then they moved back like 10 spots and still got them and got like a third or fourth round pick, too. I was like, all right, I was impressed by Joe Douglas. It just hasn't worked out, but I, I like the move he made to uh, to get him in another pick. I do, too. You know, the fact that he was patient, too. He traded down, understood the, the climate and still yeah. got him. Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, Nick Russo says, gun to my head. If I have to choose one, I'm choosing Amari Cooper over Ridley. Uh, Edward Stewart says, agree. Don't really want to gamble on either guy, you know, Cooper or Ridley. Uh, Steve Gillingham says, huge fan, huge fan. Wayne, what is your favorite memory from your playing time? That's a loaded question, but do you have any any that you could shout out real quick? Yeah, two seconds. If if I had a choice for the money, I'd rather take Michael Gallup than Amari Cooper. From yeah, I, I might I probably agree. Based on age, salary, yeah. So was it Kesson uh, best memories? 
Yes. Obviously, yes. the first one comes to mind is the Monday Night Miracle. Just given, uh, you know, how it went down to being like one of the worst nights of my career to like just magical, like fans coming back in the stadium to like come back versus our rival, you know, catching two touchdowns. I mean, that was just one of those nights. You ever go out and you're having a good time and everything's perfect and you just don't want the night to end. But it has to. That was one of those nights. So that's the first one that always comes to comes to mind. And uh, obviously, some of the uh, the 2002 game versus the, uh, the Packers when we clinched the East. Um, mm-hmm. Games like that. It, it, it just seems like most of my favorite games were the ones where the crowd was the most intense. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that two 2002 season was just magical for Jets fans because usually they're biting their nails. But the Packers game and in the Colts game the, in the playoffs, then following week, I was in Canada for that. I'll never forget it, watching that. It was the most relaxing time of a Jets fan's life. They couldn't believe it. We had nothing to lose going into that Green Bay game. We're just hoping for a chance. Like, wow, we're not only going to make the playoffs if we win, we're going to win the East. And everything just kind of fell into line uh, with, with who lost and who won. Uh, but it was still up to us to win. And, you know, we put the – ass whooping on those guys and they were fighting for home field advantage. So it's not like it didn't yeah. mean anything to them. Um, yeah. So that was just one of those games, you know, interacting with the crowd and them kind of yes. like throwing us on the bench, what was happening in the, in the, the, the Patriots game, I think it was. So that was a pretty intense game. Yeah. The Patriots doing you guys a favor, beating Miami. The crowd was so loud right. when they found out that happens when the Pats beat, Miami. It was just, it was one of the top Jets moments of all time for sure. Now on a personal note, you know, people don't know, like, you know, I, I almost retired after my, my ninth year after the Pittsburgh game, you mm-hmm. know, had to like really, you know, sit down with the family and figure out what I was going to do. So I always say when I came back, everything was different. I enjoyed things differently. The sky was bluer. The grass was greener. I just appreciated more. But one of my favorite memories was uh, my little son, Lucas. Uh, I think he had to be like 10 or 12 to be a T-boy uh, or T-girl to run out after the kickoff and um, get the T. And I would say he was probably, so 2005, he was like four years old and they had him do it. And we told him he was going to be the T-boy. I told you that. So he thought he had to make a T for all the players. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't understand it. So they told him run down the thir- this 35-yard line and get the team, come back. And he, like, tight-wired on the 35, didn't step off and got it. And they said, uh, today's T-boy, Lucas Krebet's on Wayne Krebet. And he got such a cheer. And I was so happy, you know, watching him run off the field. It was so cute. Definitely one of my uh, fondest memories uh, in my last season there. Nice. At Giant Stadium? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Uh, John Griffin asks Wayne, what do you think of Christian Kirk from Arizona? He'll be a free agent. Yeah. Um, you know, he's uh he's turned into a, a pretty good uh you know deep threat. Uh, I'm not sure how much he would cost in free agency. Uh certainly not, you know, he's not a number one. He, he's a solid number two, but uh, you know, I don't know. He did good with, with, with in that offense. I think he could do good in ours. I don't know what kind of guy he is. Yes, uh, that's that's the key, what, folks. Yeah, that's the key. Like everyone, these armchair GMs, me included, you don't know what type of personality these people. You, it matters. You know, they're not robots. These guys have emotions, and that really goes a long way in determining the, you know, the every guy to the potential superstars. And he had Hopkins there, um, and yeah. you know that helped him out. And then AJ Green comes there, um, who did well. But uh, I don't know. Can he come there and, like you said, be just be a solid number one, number two? Uh, remains to be seen, but if, if, if you get the right price on him, it's worth a shot. Absolutely. So we're falling behind a little bit here. So let's pull off a trade. Would you rather go for the sixth and seventh for Mims with Arizona or the uh, third rounder while you give up the fourth rounder with Mims to Detroit? I don't know. I don't know. I would just try to get whatever I can get for him and, and keep the picks we have. All right. Let's do let's do the let's let's send Mims to Detroit and swap one of our fourths for a third. Gotcha. All right. So we'll accept that one. 
And then that's it for trades. And we'll move on to free agency now, resign our own guys. Uh, we start with $55 million. Uh, we use spottrack.com. Um, Nick Russo says, I love hearing Wayne talking about our offense. Here are our own free agents, the Jets free agents. Marcus May, three years, 36. Crowder, you know, the aforementioned Crowder, one year for 5.5. Uh, Duvernay Tardif, one for six. Keelan Cole, one for 5.5. Morgan Moses, one for 5.5. Feeney, one for 3.5. Flacco, one for 3.5. Joyner, one for three. Croft, one for two. McDermott, one for 1.4. Curry, one, one for 1.3. Uh, Tevin Coleman, one for 1.1. Neesman, one for just under a million. Nathan Shepard, one for under a million. Then you got Mike White, one year for 2.2. Uh, I'm going to want to sign him. And then a couple other guys. Jeff Smith, Deshaun Phillips, Isaiah Williams, Javelin Guidry, probably a guy we should probably bring back. Tim Ward, Foley, which is going to be an interesting one because Foley, He's a one tech all the way. He's a nose tackle and he flourished in, in a three, four scheme under Greg Williams. Right. You know, he's still a good player, but he didn't fit exactly in the solace scheme. So that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, Barrios, there he is three for 18. So that's about 6 million per year. I think we're going to bring him back on that. Kyle Phillips, one for one, Elijah R Riley, one for one who I like. Um, so what do you think in terms of bringing these guys back? Um, well, Marcus May is coming off the Achilles, right? Yeah, I think we might have to say goodbye to May. Um, I mean, he was serviceable when he was there, but I'm not going to give thirty million to a guy coming off a major injury. Right, um, and, and he's been he, he's been unhappy too. With, with we don't know this for sure, but there's been questions in terms of the relationship there based on not getting the extension. Yeah, but with Achilles, I mean, it's tough enough, you know, running the forward motion, but backpedaling with, with coming off an Achilles injury is is that much harder. So, and, and what was the question last week? Do we use the number four for Hamilton, the safety from um, Notre Dame? I think it's way too early for a safety. I don't think it's a, you know, premium position uh, on the defense. I think you could find guys that could kind of like mass deficiencies. You know what I mean? So uh, I wouldn't see giving big money to a safety, you know, in, in, in any way. Yeah, I agree. So, so let's bring back Barrios, right? Uh, he's not going to take that though. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a bargain right now. We're going to have to up that in the, in the next version. Listen, he but, wants 9 million a year. That's um, yeah. That's the report. Right. And he came out and said, um, it's not just me. Um, you know, that that's involved. He want he says he wants to be there and I believe him. Uh, mm -hmm. but there's other things going on between the owners, the GMs and the agents and stuff like that. And it's tough not it's tough to, to be hands off. You want to be, but you have to let them do their job and their job is to get you, you know, the most in, in the prime year, your career. Um, but there's so much money in salary cap all over the league that someone is probably going to, you know, come in a good amount over what we're offering. So at that point, what do you do? I guess you try to restructure it or structure it in a way that's beneficial to him front-loading the contract. But if someone yeah, offers yeah. them, you know, 25 over whatever, over three, I mean, what do you do if you're this kid? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't you know. Can, what, what do you do? It's, it's tough because, you know, you're, you're an independent contractor. And sometimes in a guy like Barrios' situation, you have that one shot for that one yeah. contract. Yeah. So well, I agree with you. I think a team is going to meet his demands. Uh, if you're Douglas, you're put in a tricky spot because you know you could lose him and be okay, but you you can't shortchange him because he does all the right things. Right, he's he represents the culture. He was one of Joe Douglas's first guys. He, he's a hard worker. Everyone loves him, so that's the tough part. Uh, we'll bring him back on the bargain, six million a year. Um, I'm going to bring back Riley too because I like him. Only costs us one million uh, for safety depth. Kyle Phillips, we could we could bring back Phillips too as a as a backup edge. I like Kyle Phillips. Foley, we'll leave Foley alone for now. Tim Ward, we'll leave him alone. Gidry, I think we should bring back Gidry two years, four million, right? He's made some good plays last year, and he's young. 
Um, yeah. and if you can get him for another two years and see if he, you know, gets better and it becomes one of the elite uh, at the position, then you still got a chance to go back and, uh, you know, rip that deal up and, and give him a long-term deal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's invaluable to have guys who can play the slot more than right. one in the defensive backfield. Um, Deshaun Phillips will let go. Uh, Jeff Smith, one year for .78. I'm cool with bringing back Jeff Smith as a depth receiver. He's a special teams player too, right? Yes. All right. So and he, he can throw the ball too because he used to play a little quarterback back in the day. Uh-huh. Uh, Mike White, one year, 2.2, backup quarterback. Listen, he showed what he can do. I mean, obviously – he came out like gangbusters and then he kind of came back down to earth, which was expected. But do you take him for 2.2 or Flacco for three? You know what I mean? That's a good question. That's a good question. Now that I know that Mike White can come in and be a stopgap or like, you know, produce, maybe you stick with him. But I think they would, they should have had someone like Flacco on the roster. From the Before start. they went after him late in the year and had to give something up for him. Yeah, because I agree. He's had him. So now, and Mike White has some experience. Only a couple of games, but he has experience. All right. So we'll bring back Mike White. We'll bypass Shepard. It, it just feels like he's one of those guys where you got to turn the page. He's been right. here for his full rookie contract. Um, Niesman, you know, I, I guess we'll bypass for now. Tevin Coleman, you want to bring back Tevin Coleman for as much as he gets injured? Only $1.1 million for a year at 29 oh, no. years old. You can get someone for cheaper that can come in and, you know, you go in for a couple of plays, third down guy, but that plays special teams for less. So True. Uh, I'm not sure. True. That if, if it's a veteran backup running back, you, you get hurt on special teams for sure. Uh, Vinny Curry. I don't know. Did Vinny, is Vinny Curry still playing? I, I thought it was a good move picking up a veteran like that, but I mean, he's 33. I think he was injured. So just saves you over a million, then then yeah, go like I said, go younger. Yeah. All right. So we'll let Curry go. Uh, McDermott at one point four. I mean, we do need a third tackle, so we could bring McDermott back. Right. Uh, so we'll go there. They, they seem to like him, and he he's versatile too. He could play guard tackle. Um, Wait, did he catch that touchdown? Yes. Yeah, yes. he caught the touchdown too. So. All right. We'll, we'll bring him back. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Croft, another guy who's been injured even before he came to the Jets. This one's interesting. It's only two million for a year. He's really talented, but he never plays. So, do you want to gamble two million on an injured guy for depth or no? I say give that two million to Schultz. <laughs> okay. All right. And, we'll and we'll say for Schultz. To that and you know, give him a big deal. All right. We still have forty million. We can still cut guys too. Uh, Lamarcus Joyner, one year for three million. Let's bypass that. Uh, Flacco, one year, three point five. Let that go since we have Mike White already, right? Yeah. Dan Feeney, one year, 3.5. Do, do you spend the extra money on the interior backup or no? You need depth at the line. And he's, he's not, you know, it's only 27 years old. So if you go year by year with a guy like that, uh, like I said, if he pans out, mm-hmm. you sign him to a longer deal. If he doesn't, then you move on. So one year, 3.5 is not going to you know, kill the cap. Yeah, plus he needs the money for the beer at the, at the Islanders yeah. games. You know what's funny? I saw this guy on ESPN and on, um, you know, social media pounding the beers wearing the Islanders. And I just thought it was a fan. I didn't understand <laughs> that the Jets were going to games. I'm like, look at this maniac. maniac like, what is wrong with this guy? And then I realized, oh, yeah, the Jets have been going to the I'm like, wow. I'm like, that's that's pretty impressive. But I didn't know for like the first couple of games that that was actually a Jet player pounding those beers. Yeah, uh, mullet, you know, party, business in the front, party in the back. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Moses, one year, 5.5, we'll let him go. Keelan Cole, one year, 5.5, you want to let him go too? Like I said, depends what we do with burials and, and, and the picks. And if Crowder is a cap casualty or where he goes, if you yeah. know, get rid of Mims. But, you know, $5 million is a lot of money for, for a one-year contract for a guy. I mean, what, where is he on the depth chart? What would you put? I in? mean, we we re-signed Berrios, so we have Berrios, Davis, Elijah Moore, and Jeff Smith. But so, did Cole get on the field before Crowder was out, and Corey Davis was out, and Elijah was out? He didn't even get on the field. He he played in spots. Yeah, he played in spots uh, yeah. when they needed him, when the injuries were there. So yeah. I mean, he's a good veteran guy. He could, he could run routes. Right. 
I don't know. I, I say let's let's bypass him and see what we can do in the draft and free agency. I think right. we have enough depth right now. Yeah. Uh, Duvernay Tardif. We're gonna cut Gre- uh, Van Roten maybe. So uh, maybe we'll resign Tardif. Uh, Crowder. We'll probably bypass him. Right. May same thing. So if we clear space, we can clear. We could cut a max of six guys. Right. Um. The biggest cap savers would be George Fant at nine million. We're not cutting him though. McGovern again, nine million. I don't think we want to cut him. Van Roten is the interesting one, three point five million. I think he's a prime target to be cut. Yeah, um, if you could spread that out and get some some depth, you know, do you really have to cut that much? I mean, could they, well, can we got thirty seven and give, thir- you know spread it out a little bit. We have 37 right now. We can't restructure any deals in the simulator. Gotcha. We have 37 right now. And you know what? Shaq Lawson's on this roster. So the new version is not going to have Shaq Lawson because he's not on the team anymore. So let's get rid of Shaq Lawson really quickly. Uh, And and that clears up. Myers just signed. So he's he's there. Mosley, I mean, geez, he came on. He's a good player, man, CJ Mosley. Yeah. Yeah, he played well. He's a good player. All right. So – Shaq Lawson cut. We have 46 million still remaining. Um, Griffin he is another candidate. 3.2 could be saved. Van Roten at 3.5 could be saved. Sheldon Rankins, 5.5 could be saved with Sheldon Rankins as well. Well, maybe you get rid of Griffin and keep Croft and either get, you know, get uh, go after Schultz or draft a tight end, you know, in second, third round and you save All money right. on Griffin. Let's do that. We haven't had luck with tight ends, man. Griffin, you know, and um, oh man, who was the guy before? Uh, Herndon. Daniel. Bur- yeah, Herndon. Yep. Yeah, they just yeah traded to Minnesota. It didn't really do much at all. No. All right, so we'll keep Van Roten for now. Um, free agency are back to the own signed guys. We have to make a decision: Van Roten or. LDT. Van Roten um, would save us 3.5. LDT would cost us 6 million. I mean, who, you know, which position do you need more of? I think you got to have depth on the old line. I think you could bring guys in, uh, you know, and uh, I, I just think, I don't know. I'm willing to put more money, more money into the offensive line, you know? Yeah. All right. So let's do, let's bring back LDT. And we're going to go into free agency with 43 million. Um, we could probably cut Rankins too, because we will probably go young on the inside. All right. All right. 49 million. Let's advance. And we get to the good stuff free agency. Uh, AC says, damn, in capital letters, Wayne is the best. Thank you. <laughs> Wayne says Hope thank you. Enjoying the show. <laughs> All right. So, where do you want to go first, position wise? Um, in receiver. I mean, we're obviously not going after uh, a high end receiver. There's a uh, you know we have enough guys to uh, under contract that we're either going to resign, trade, or you know, and, and we're drafting one. Yes. So yeah. uh, at the tenth pick, we're going to be drafting. I mean. Some of the options here, Allen Robinson, one year for 18. Godwin, five years for 85. That'll kill our cap. Devontae Adams, five years for $120 million. Uh, lower level guys, Fuller, two for 21. Hilton, one for eight. Juju, one for nine. Anything, uh, Mike Williams, four for 84. We, we might be better served going, Maybe because we know we're going to go edge or offensive line at four, receiver at 10. Might look at the DBs and tight ends. Oh, no, Schultz. Let's go to Schultz quickly. That's our first target. Uh, Tight ends. Where is Schultz? All the way at the bottom. We're sneaking him in at the bottom. Four for 48 million, 25 years old. You want to give it a shot? That's a lot for a tight end, man. It is. And he he could say no. In free agency in the simulator, they could reject you too. You got to have a good tight on your team, especially when you got a young quarterback. Um, if, if they can get him for that, you know, if they're going to spend that a position, um, you know, to get a weapon for him, 
I'd rather give the money to him um, than to a to, than you know fifty million to a receiver. Uh, yeah, when I'm with you. A guy on a, on a rookie contract, you got Elijah um, and some other young guys. So I'd rather give the money to a tight end than than to a, a receiver. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's give it yeah. a shot. He accepts. So Dalton, Dalton Schultz in the fold, thirty-seven million left. Um, we could grab depth unless you want to go Njoku. That's a hell of a bargain. One year for four million. I don't know what Njoku's projected to oh, get. But Croft, he is, Croft is fine for a backup. And then yeah, we the, did the resign Croft. Guy shows up in training camp like a, a good special teams guy slash third tight end. Um, we still have Wesco too. Yeah. Okay. So tight end's good. Let's check out corner. This is going to cost some serious money if we go with one of the high guys. Uh, Stefan Gilmore, 31, two years, 28. That's pretty old for corner. Joe Hayden, 32 years old, two years for 28. Kyle Fuller, one for 6 million at 29 years old. Chris Harris, 32. Patrick Peterson, 31. Uh, These guys are old. Guys who, you know, I mean, guys that are young. 26, 25 years old, these guys are going for crazy money. This is the one guy that sticks out. Yeah, you use a pick on that, uh, you know, one of the, you know, the fourth pick or 10th pick on one of these shutdown corners from college. I mean, maybe you do that. You're not going to need 90 million to a guy for, you know, for uh, to play corner in that that defense. Right. You could find a, you know, serviceable guy for, you know, 15, 20, 25 million. I mean, it'd be great to have a guy. Like the thing about these older guys is, and Parcel said this: one day you just lose it. You wake up and you lost that step. Yeah, and it happens to everybody. And you see it all the time where guys just all of a sudden get beat. Guys that you never threw at all of a sudden get beat all the time. And uh, that's what's going to happen to these guys that are, you know, late twenties going into early thirties. Just, just the nature of the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Carlton Day, Carlton Davis is twenty four. His deal is four years, sixty million. J.C. Jackson, another monster deal, four years for what was it, ninety? Um, but some of the under the radar deals: Kwan Williams, thirty years old, one for three. Do you want to go in that direction? Yeah, and I mean, and the guys, look at the guys that we we drafted last year and in, in the later rounds and free, you know, Eccles, free Michael Carter. They played well in the Sal in Sal's offense. I mean, it, we need edge rushers. Yes, we, we do need that. Uh, we need some big guys up front. But uh, I think in the, in the secondary, you could kind of like make do with solid players that fit the system well. You don't need an eighty or eighty million you know contract for a cornerback. Yeah, with these rules today, it's impossible to cover guys. Yeah, you know, it's just impossible. So so it becomes the last position of need. Yeah. You know, when you're building your depth chart, um, let's let's try to sign K1 Williams as some depth here. One year's three million. He rejects us. Uh, just want to sign one, maybe one guy for depth. Um, Dante Jackson, three years for 21. That's that's a little rich. Carlton Davis. I don't even know majority of these guys. Yeah, a lot of them are younger guys coming off their first rookie deal. A lot of them going to get franchise tag too. Yeah, I mean we're we're still in the in the uh, yeah. period where that uh, the full scope of franchise tags haven't happened. Desmond King is really athletic; he could play special teams. Twenty six years old, one year, seven million. Let's give him a shot. He accepts. So there's some nice depth at DB. I say let these young guys play from last year. They showed what they can do, and yeah, you know, make this team from the draft. You know what I mean? Um, teams like have done that over the years, uh, like Green Bay and teams like that. Just, just get your own guys in there, your kind of players, and, and grow the team that way. Um, yeah, I remember Steven Nelson. There was a lot of talk. Jets fans wanted Douglas to sign Steven Nelson in the summer, and it didn't happen. He's a free agent again. Yeah. So. All right. Linebacker is one position where free agency could come into play, I think. Uh, they need another linebacker. Uh what do you think? Do any of these guys intrigue you? Jayon Brown could really help out two years for twelve million. It'll only cost you six million a year. I think that's a pretty good option. These guys with these three-year deals, you know, one-year deals are tough, 
But you, you see a young guy that you can get a two, you know, a three-year deal on, three for nine, three for under ten million. Those, those are the contracts I think you want right now. Okay. You, you know, Keanu I mean? Neal. Just one year, one year at a time is tough for these older guys. Christian, like, you know, and here's a here's a here's a nice bargain. Anthony Walker Jr. three years, eight nine million. Yeah. Twenty six years old. Let's give this a whirl. He rejects us. Uh, Van Der Esch has been hurt way too much, but it's yeah. only four million a year. If we sign a linebacker, we won't need to feel pressed in drafting one. Right. Maybe Keanu Neal, uh, former safety, give him a whirl at one year, five million. Nope, he rejects us. Hmm. Hey, Kirksey. You, see, you always find guys like we found uh, uh, Quincy Williams. You know, guys like that sure. end up on the uh, you know the guy we got from the Lions that didn't pan out there. There's guys yeah, like like I said, yeah. they fit the system. You don't need to spend crazy money on some of these guys. Yeah, and we got rejected anyway. So let's let's go to the edge. Uh, will Thibodeau fall to number four is the question. You know, free agency is so tricky because it happens before the draft. Look, um, look at these guys, 32, 33, 32, yeah. 34. A lot of money. Dude, Clowney's always there. I mean, these one-year these one year deals for these old guys isn't, isn't the way to go. No, you they're getting too teams. old. You, you go young, and, you, and, you, and these guys learn. They learn the system, and they become system guys. Um, like I said, it's nice to get a name, a name guy that you've heard of, but that's not all the time what wins championships. No, usually it's on, not. On the you can't. On some heroes that may, you know, guys you never heard of. Yeah, that, no. You, yeah. Free agency, the way I view free agency, it's the icing on top of the cake. You know, you need that nucleus of yeah. young guys in the draft. And then free agency's done after your nucleus yeah. is set. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We're going to have to bypass edge too. Interior D-line. Maybe we'll, we should try to sign a guy or two for depth because we didn't re-sign Foley. Uh, let's try to find a bargain here. Quentin Jefferson, one for four. Yeah, it's... It's slim pickings. Yeah. Well, we'll Jones. see what happens. We'll see what happens, you know, in 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 the draft. We'll, we'll see after that initial like vomit of money going out to the, you know, the the, the massive deals um, that there's no reason to get involved in bidding wars. Once it settles down, these players are like, oh. I didn't get my deal yet. Maybe I should take a little less because so much money was spent already. I like that. Yeah. Second, I like that second wave of guys. Yeah, I do too. We'll, we'll, but we'll halfway it here because in this simulator, we can't go back to free agency after the draft. All right. right. I think, I think people get the general idea of what we're, for sure. what for we're sure. looking to do. All right. For sure. Um, all right. So, we cleared space. We picked up some free agents. Who did we get? We got Schultz. We picked up a corner for depth. Uh, we got rejected at linebacker. Still have $30 million in cap space. So we're going to take the still building direction into the draft. Yeah. Um, like I said, we got options. You have, you yep. have money like that, you got options. And when you got guys... And like I said, we don't necessarily have to cut these guys. Maybe we just have them restructure. Right. And when we see our final roster here, it's not necessarily a final roster. There's going to be more guys added. So we'll just have to use our imagination. Right. Uh, So this is interesting. First three picks. It went Thibodeau one, Hutchinson two, Hamilton three. You know, usually 90% of the time, Hutchinson's going one in the simulator. But I guess Thibodeau, you know, impressed everyone at the combine. Ran blazing fast. So we're on the clock with both linemen there. Evan Neal and Iquanu. And Neal is the better prospect, but Iquanu probably is better to play guard. Uh, you got Stingley there. This is a tough one. What, what do you think? Yeah, you got to go with a tackle. All right, so go Neal. Yeah. 
All right, we're going to go Neil. We're going to be loaded at offensive line. I see, yeah, the Jets, I think the best situation is if Thibodeau falls, right, yeah. to four. All right, at number 10 now, let's see who got picked. Linderbaum went at five to the Giants. Pickett, six to the Panthers. Iquanu seven to the Giants. Stingley, eight to the Falcons. And Karlaftis, nine to the Broncos. Where you see how important edge guys. You got three edge guys in the top nine picks. Yep, three edge guys. Now, do we definitely go receiver here? We got Sauce Gardner on the board. We have Garrett Wilson, who's my favorite of everyone left. Burks, Garrett Wilson is 1A. Burks is 1B. I'd probably go with one of those guys, but you still got Gardner there too. What do you think? Yeah, you got Wilson. You got Burks. You got London. You got Jameson Williams from Alabama, the kid Mm -hmm. from Ohio State. Maybe you move up and get a guy into the first round, um, like they, you know, did with Vera Tucker last year. But I mean, if you get a shutdown corner there and that kid Gardner, I'm not sure. I don't know much about this edge rusher from uh, Michigan State. I from mm-hmm. Michigan, but I mean, if this kid Gardner, he never gave up a touchdown his whole college career. I mean, if that's the guy, do you go after him? I don't or know. This, this kid is it- from Michigan, the edge rusher. I mean, we need one of them. I don't know. Maybe you don't go receiver here. I duh. I, I think I gun to my head. I would go Garrett Wilson because I'm thinking about Zach Wilson. Yeah, uh, he's just so polished. He's just such a polished route runner. But this is you. This is your call here. Yeah, I don't know. Where's our fir- her next pick in the uh, second round? We have, uh, we have. It's early second. It's early right. second. So do you have a uh, mock of the whole first round and second round to see who's there? Yeah, let me let me get a draft order. So So basically, if you look down the list right here, this is the this is the general list that it'll, it'll go in. Uh, so right around here is where the, the our next pick would be. You know, you got Dotson. Actually, Dotson will probably be gone, but he could still be there. Yeah. Right around here. Um, I just want know, to see what kind of talent we're looking at. Yeah. After Dotson is is where the receiver receivers kind of slide a little bit. So if we don't take receiver now, we're looking at David Bell from Purdue. You know, he's ranked number 49 in but this. Do you take... Do you take- Bell there or McBride, the kid from Colorado State. I would take I would take McBride, but yeah. McBride might be gone by the time it gets to the second round. So it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. It is really tough at number ten. It, ten is extremely tough. McBride is ranked forty-seven in this ranking, and and he's been it's been going back and forth in a lot of mocks. A lot of mocks at this point in time, they're so unsettled. Right. Uh, McBride's been going late in the first in a lot of mocks and he's been going in the second and, and in this sim he's going to last to us in the second right so we could we could snag him in the second gotcha all right so Gardner we'll... or Wilson or Burks <laughs> putting the putting the pressure on you uh you gotta you gotta get um you gotta get a, a high uh high pick uh Wide receiver for for Zach Wilson. If Wilson right. could die, um, then I see. Do, do you want the win. polished route runner who's not as explosive? Garrett Wilson's explosive, but he doesn't have freaky speed like Burks yeah. does. Burks is six three two thirty, like right. tight end. He's like Debo, who's even bigger, and he's explosive, but he's raw in terms of route running. Garrett Wilson's the opposite. He's really polished route running. That's what I said. They're all comparable. Just don't, you know, just move back and get another pick. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, they've done that. You know what I mean? And like I said, if there's three guys they like a lot, but they can get one guy, you know, six, seven, eight picks later in the first round, then, I mean, maybe that's the move to get that receiver. We could do that in the second round, too. Um, we'll go Garrett Wilson here. We'll go Garrett Wilson, but let's see here. Jaguars are always fun to trade with. I mean, we could trade back now. 
but we, we'd want to target a late first. Yeah. And, you know, got to get the full draft order. So. All right. We'll go, we'll go Garrett we'll Wilson. Know, we'll and see where it, yeah. What's that? We'll know more, you know, soon enough about what they're, what they're looking at. Yeah. Fit in Philly. Philly has three first round picks, which is absurd. It's like you guys, when you had four in the year 2000. Yeah. All right, let's go, Wilson. Garrett Wilson on the team. Wilson to Wilson. Imagine the marketing and capitalist opportunities with that one. Oh, people would love that. Wilson to Wilson. Um, all right, so we got Evan Neal. We have Garrett Wilson. We went offense just like last year. Um, round two, pick three. This is what we're looking at. And Johan Dotson is still there. Um, we got an interior guy, Devontae Wyatt from Georgia, who's worth it. He's worth a look at. Uh, where's McBride? Yep, McBride's still there. Do you want to go with McBride? If they don't get Schultz, yeah. What if we do get Schultz because we did get Schultz? Then I don't see going that high in a pick. For, for a guy when, you know, Schultz is young enough to be there, you know, for a long time and you got Croft or Griffin behind them. I mean, is that kid, is that kid good enough? To, McBride? You know, yeah. Yeah, I think he's really good. And, and then if they go with two tight ends, see, the floor could run a lot of two tight end sets too. Well, that's the thing they have to decide on if they want to yeah. like play in that. What if they don't, you know, don't get Schultz and then, you know, end up missing on McBride, then you're in a tough spot. I think you got to go to free agency for the tight end. Okay, so we'll bypass McBride too because we are really hurting on defense in some yeah. spots. Linebacker, interior, D-line, uh, corner as well. I think Devontae Wyatt, uh, what kind of defensive lineman is he? Uh, he fits the 4-3 pretty well. He's 6'3", 315 pounds. So, you know, he's a one-tech guy, definitely. Uh, well, let's, we, we lost Foley. We only we pretty much only have Quinn in there. So let's see what everyone else is saying there. Uh, Traylon Burks is a Traylon Burks fan out there. Um, got to go with Gardner there it's over Garrett Wilson. I don't, I don't agree. Garrett Wilson's the pick. We'll go with Wyatt, uh, to, uh, for for a nice interior defensive lineman who replaces Foley. We we let Foley go and we need that size at the one tech. So we'll go with Wyatt. Right right back up. Round two, pick six. Uh we got Kyler Gordon. We need a corner. Don't need a running back really. Trey McBride is still there. I I might uh, what do you think, Wayne? I might pull the trigger on McBride if you don't. Uh, go with anyone else. Um, like you said, if he's the, the top tight end in the draft, then you go out, you go after him. But like, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I know, you know, a lot of, I've seen David Bell play a lot. I mean, he's a pretty solid guy. I don't know how much of a step down he is from the, the first round guys. Right. Yeah. But obviously it's hard to tell right now based on, you know, you know what's going on right now we haven't even really seen we've seen film but we don't know you know much about these guys you know x's and o's how they you know how they pick up the playbook no yeah folks this is all yeah this is all simulator stuff like yeah. you do this simulator you don't know how the results are gonna turn out on sure. and it's done designed that way purposefully so you have to keep doing the simulator over and right. over again right so, you know, never take one example of a simulator and think, hey, that's that's what uh, these guys wanted to happen. Right. Um, well, you know, yeah, I'd like to go another receiver too, but we have a lot. We, we have plenty of receivers, maybe safety. Uh, Klein at Georgia. I don't know. We're, we're, we're the top guys are D linemen and we're pretty set there. Actually, we could use an edge, but there isn't any edge guys until later on and bonito might be a a nice target in the next round so let's go uh let's go mcbride i'll go with the two tight ends i think bonito just went actually 
So, I mean, we're stacked at receiver. We're stacked at tight end. Our, our offensive line is added on to. We're just hurting defensively. And we got an interior defensive lineman uh, who got picked here. Yeah, Wiedermeyer went another tight end who the Jets may be able to. They look at this. Benito did go. So the edges are flying off the board. And once again, the Jets get left in the left out in the cold at edge. Go figure. Sam Williams, Parnum. Uh, let's go. Uh, we, we don't have, really have a backup running back either right now, but we can right. go Majai Sanders from Cincy at edge. I think that's the way to go. Hold on, folks. Yeah. We're doing some covert communications right now. All right. We will, we're running a little long here. So we're going to wrap up the draft quickly to get to the final screen. Um, yeah. Sanders will get an edge and then. Um, we'll grab and, and folks, we're going to take questions really quick for just three minutes. So ask any questions because we're going to depart in under three minutes. So ask any questions that you have for Wayne right now. Um, Kenneth Walker, let, let's get a backup running back. Um, all right. So we're down to. Round four, pick six. Right now, we're just looking at positions, basically, because the draft is so far out. Uh, Brian Cook, since he, I'm not too familiar with him at a safety. But we're going to just fill the rest of the draft to get to the question section. Here's a question, Wayne. Do you feel the team needs that power running back for the one-two punch? <laughs> What kind of running back would be perfect to compliment Michael Carter? Um, I mean, I think Ty Johnson does a good job. I mean, he's a good pass catcher out of the back backfield. You know, Tevin Coleman also brings that third down back kind of guy. But uh, I don't know. You, you, you know, I think it, it's in your best interest to draft a, a young running back every year at some point. Um, I don't know if they think Michael Carter is going to pan out as well as he did. But there's nothing wrong with taking a guy that's a solid guy that could be a backup in the mid-rounds. Yeah, yeah. running back and safety are kind of similar in, in the sense that everyone wants to get him in the draft. Right. Cheap, you know, control. You do, you do really well with safety and running back in those spots. Yeah. Um, let's get to the recap. I think people are asking for recaps too. So let's get to the recap screen. And here we go. Here are the end results. Drafted Evan Neal. The one, two, three went Thibodeau, Hutchinson, and who was the third? Kyle Hamilton? Yeah, Kyle Hamilton third. So it's the one scenario where you really don't want to have happen because you, you kind of want Thibodeau to drop or yeah. Iquanu to be there. Uh, so we went Neal, loaded, loaded up at tackle. Garrett Wilson at 10. You know, he's just so polished at the position over Burks. Uh, and over Sauce Gardner, that's a tough call. Then we went IDL with Wyatt and then McBride, who's probably not going to be there in the early second, but he was there for the sim. So we have Schultz and McBride. That we're loaded at receiver. Defense is going to be a little weak, still young in the secondary. Uh, you know, edge, we picked up Sanders from Cincy as an edge to go opposite Lawson. And we'll see. The defense will be tough. They'll have to fill in some spots, but this is the end result. All right, fellas. Um, one more question, Wayne. How do you feel about Denzel Mims, Charles Berry? I think he missed the early part. Uh, Wayne likes him, but you know, it's probably not the best scheme fit, and we traded him away to Detroit for a third-round pick. We gave up a fourth in Mims for a third-round pick. Yeah, like I said, it's just not working out. Even when guys went down this year, 
Um, even when he got in there, he wasn't targeted. So uh, unfortunate. I thought it was a good pick when they got him, but maybe he will do better somewhere else. Yeah. All right, folks, we will catch you next time. Um, check out JetsX Factor. Use discount code 80 to get your subscription, to get your membership at JetsX Factor. We're going to be doing a ton of giveaways. The next uh, Q&A, meet and greet with Wayne Corbett, is uh, end of March. So it's in about three weeks, three or four weeks. We'll have the exact date next week. And uh, you know, rate and review on iTunes. Check us out on Spotify, YouTube. And until next time, we'll uh, we'll catch you guys later. Wayne, have a good night. You too. Take care.